Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello guys, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about ACO. We love discussing about ACO. We love learning about ACO and a phone. It's very important today to focus, to pay attention to specific niches, industries. That's why I usually cooperate with many big clients in crypto, finance. But today we are going to discuss about hospitality industry. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Stefania Rowe. Tell us, how are you? I am good. I'm good, Anatoly. Thanks for the invite. A big pleasure, a big pleasure. I want to learn more about that. And uh, Stefania, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Yes, thanks everyone. Um, so I'm Stefania. I am half Maltese, half Italian, and uh, my journey within, in general, the internet industry, digital marketing and sales started way back at least more than 10 years ago. I had the opportunity to work in different countries, mainly in the vertical of the uh, hospitality and accommodation sector. So I had the opportunity to work in the e-commerce department for an important Italian global chain of four or five star hotels. Uh, I've worked for a channel manager provider, Swiss channel manager provider in Spain. I have been working, uh, had worked for Booking.com for almost nine years. Uh, so covering different topics, all kinds of properties uh, and different markets, not only uh, Italy, Malta, but also Spain, Israel, South America, so Colombia, Mexico. And then I had the chance to join also Google last year. Uh, it was a very enriching experience, supporting and consulting always on these same topics, but a different type of clients. They were mainly uh, publishers, app developers, app marketplaces. And lastly, my last experience was, in, uh, um, was at SEMrush as an international marketing lead for EMEA, so developing the strategy for the whole region. Love it. Awesome experience. Wow, huge experience. So looking forward to learn more. And I have the first question about hospitality industry. You know, it's interesting that I think uh, SEO is not the same according to uh, different industries. Uh, and Google uh, doesn't have the same algorithms that works everywhere. So can you tell what kind of difference in the hospitality industry? Uh, from your experience and why you choose this direction and can ignore something else? <laughs> well, um, first of all, I chose this direction because I am very passionate about the, the industry mm -hmm. in general. So, I mean, uh, there are I, I think there are a few people who do, do not like to travel. And, and also because I've built my, my experience and my background uh, within the, the, the same. So what I found out is that uh, there are some foundations that cover all the industries, but specifically for hospitality, uh, since it's also related to, uh, let's say, um, a leisure moment most of the time, not only for, uh, for the user experience, there are some things that need to pay, have more attention. So there are the basics is, of course, it's having a, an SEO strategy. 
which seems very very strange but many many properties regardless of their um, structure whether they are small or if they are very big or global chains sometimes they don't have this seo strategy so it's first thing first setting the basics Whereas, for instance, uh, I see that uh, in industries like as SaaS uh, software development, uh, they are more inclined in spending and investing in a, in a digital marketing strategy in general. Whereas in hospitality, it still comes from a very traditional world. So they are some of them are already on the ball, some others are already shifting. Um, so it is very important to focus on your brand visibility. There are these, um, I would say, these six points that you have to address. Um, you have to focus a lot on enhanced UX. So it's not solely regarding uh, content marketing, uh, pictures and photos. You have to have also taken into consideration these technical aspects. Um, you have to think that there is a competitive advantage in having an SEO strategy for your property or your uh, travel or tourism services that you're offering. And also, most importantly, it's cost effective. It's cost effective because in the long run, it will pay you better than just simply going for quick results that could be, for instance, uh, paid advertising. And mm -hmm. then... I think it's a local SEO. It's crucial for traveling because let's say if you're searching for a SaaS uh, company, you don't need to search, I don't know, this XYZ company in Milan or in New York. But if you're traveling, you're looking for a place to stay in that specific area. So that's why local SEO is completely different for this sector. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned a few times strategy. I even lost track when you mentioned this word you know i usually track how many times you can <laughs> pronounce some words but yeah i lost this track uh, so let's talk about strategy can you tell how to do it because you know uh, you uh, uh, had experience with semrush and i see when webmasters open semrush they check out keywords type any keywords you know and they often pay attention to high volume you know if i type any keyword in semrush uh, it starts from high volume and go down, but in the first stage, it's hard. It's really hard to promote high volume keywords because, uh, yeah, because of competitors' competition. I remember when one webmaster asked me, "I need to rank weight loss." <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, I, I, I replied to him, "Okay, okay, let's do it. Show me your website." Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to create this website what <laughs> you want to create website and rank weight loss you know in the top 10 results billion dollar companies big companies psychology name them big companies they have authority trust anything you know to uh, they spend resources to get this ranking positions they deserve this ranking positions but it's better yeah. to find the right strategy can you tell how to do it in hospitality how to yeah. find the right keywords and topics that will bring results Yes, yeah, so one of, uh, of the of the points of the SEO strategy is definitely uh, keyword research. So, uh, as you mentioned, we have to pay attention to high volume keywords, but also keywords that are relevant. Uh, indeed, you have to take into account that you, if you want to position yourself for like hotel in XYZ region, there are multiple competitors, way big competitors that spend billions of dollars in uh, advertising and SEO strategy. 
for instance, uh, you can have OTAs, the travel agencies, uh, or, or also publishers. I don't know, for instance, the New York Times publishing the best places where to stay this year. Normally they issue an article every year. So in that case, my suggestion would be, of course, to work on these strong volume uh, keywords, but try to think about uh, long tail keywords. So what does that mean? Long tail keywords could be a query like, for instance, hotel with spa in San Francisco. It's just a very random example for you to understand what keywords, long tail keywords mean and what should you put in these long term keywords. Of course, you should have everything, uh, all these uh, either free or non free tools connected to your website so they can better analyze what people uh, are looking and also what you're being popular for. But regardless uh, of that, you should try to put in your long keywords the, the services, the peculiarities of the product that you're offering. So let's say if you are a spa hotel and you are an all-inclusive hotel, that potentially will be included in the long tail keyword. So the chances that somebody um, entering that type of query search find you is going to be higher rather than just competing on hotel in XYZ location. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about creating content. You know, it's interesting that many years ago uh, when I started my online journey, I hired a team of copywriters. They wrote mm -hmm. about anything. Anything. I gave them weight loss, finance, anything. Uh, Google ran well. Things changed many times. Google fired all this team. Uh, actually, I did it, but Google helped me, you know, to decide <laughs> to uh, find another direction. Today, I cooperate with editors and uh, usually search for copywriters. I hire copywriters with experience who know the topic. Uh, can you tell how to find great writers? Who will create great content because uh, today we have AI. I think AI can smash all mediocre writers. <laughs> you don't need to find them. Just uh, ask ChatGPT to create generic content. I don't know, like, pl please write an article about hospitality in Milan, you know, so you can get generic answer that sure. you can find in the top 10 results. So tell your methods to find the right copywriters who will create great content yes definitely so nowadays uh, we are lucky enough because as you mentioned uh, there are plenty of opportunities online and what i would suggest if you don't have the resources to create an in-house team which would be always be the best option it's to search in popular um, freelancers um, platforms like for instance i would say appwork Fiverr or Fiverr, I don't know how you would pronounce it. Um, so there are plenty of copywriters there or other professional content creators that are available. The important thing is that you either analyze their, um, their previous work, whether they have been working in the same industry, uh, perhaps also trying to give them a test, um, text that you would like to analyze and see how they, they work. And in order to see if it fits your needs. Uh, rather than that, I would also encourage people to uh, leverage the LinkedIn uh, platform because there you might find, uh, I don't know, somebody who works in digital strategy that could also suggest some people because they have already directly worked with them. 
So I think opportunities are infinite. Sometimes we, what I see is that professionals or business owners don't know how to search because, of course, if you're a business owner, you, you don't you don't need to know how to search or look out for content creators or copywriters, uh, but definitely reach out to to experts and also uh, try to think beyond your market because nowadays the, the the extra power that we have is that we can hire somebody on the other side of the world that can be very good regardless of your uh, location. Mm -hmm. uh, Stefania, I have the question about uh, human touch. You know, it's interesting. For example, uh, once I got um, an article from uh, a copywriter who uh, have great experience by writing for Forbes, Investopedia, but he wrote generic article uh, and the topic was uh, uh, the best Forex brokers. After reading this copy, I got it. He didn't register on these brokers. He didn't know anything about these brokers. How you can write without trying, without uh, making your hands dirty. What do you think about uh, hospitality? How it's important to try the products before writing? Because even if you know the topic, it, uh, you need to share real experience, your story. And uh, I know my friend, for example, uh, she often uh, gets invitations from different hotels to spend time on hotels for free. Uh, then he can sell much better these hotels, you know, uh, because yes. she knows how it works. So any tips about having this human touch in the hospitality? Definitely, yes. That's a game changer. Uh, I mean, if a property can host this person and have them on board in order to try and test the experience, the products that they are offering, that would be the best option. But I'm also aware that not everyone has the budget at the beginning to do so, although it's a very strong investment. Um, definitely having knowledge, or at least if you cannot host these people for free or pay them for traveling, at least having them, uh, having a briefing with them, you know, as you would do with, a, let's say, um, a content agency company or an advertising company, an external outsource uh, agency. Uh, also, um, this goes back, for instance, to tour operators. When tour operators used to have uh, travel agents who would set up your 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 journey or your travel somewhere, they would have people um, assigned to specific areas of the world. So you might have people who are experts about France, so they would tailor your your uh, your uh, travel experience. And the same can be done also in this way. So if you cannot host them, uh, I would suggest having a, a brief or also more than one brief with them. And then also try to see if they have any connection with the destination, have been there at least once, you know, because how can you write about a place that, that you have never visited? So at least starting from there and then Think about a budget for this person and the measurable results in order to uh, measure what the, the the impact they can have once they write this article. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's talk about this task. For example, you know, yeah, uh, I usually work with crypto finance niches, and uh, I found even great experts uh, who can write on Bloomberg, uh, Forbes. They need the right task, you know, because without the task. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's hard well, to get uh, content with logical structure. Uh, can you tell how to create this task? I mean, like what kind of details 
to provide in your task uh, that can help to create great copy? So first thing first, regardless whether if you are hiring uh, somebody outsource or insource, it's knowing who are you talking to. So knowing your audience, your target audience, to whom are you writing, you know? Uh, sometimes people uh, or property managers, they just think, okay, I'm just going to cater for everyone. But you have to have in mind who is your target audience and what are their needs, their necessities. So you have to try to anticipate their needs. There are different um, online free and non-free tools that can help you assess, address what, pe what are people looking for? And also keep in mind that there is a strong difference, not only a cultural difference according to the countries from people from where people are coming from, and also a difference in generations. So Gen Z people want search and look for the same things as a, a millennial or as a Gen X. So definitely have in mind that that's the first thing. And then when it comes to content, uh, you have to make sure that this content is relevant for, for the audience, but also um, that is also informative and engaging. That is super important, not only informative because that person is seeking for an information, but on, an, on another level also because of the search engine rankings will benefit for, from an informative um, information. And engaging because you have to uh, connect with these with, with this audience, you know, you have, even if they're not, for instance, purchasing on the first visit but then you they keep remembering you they you will have that hook in their mind for them to come back especially with gen z and millennials which we have because i am also a millennial we have a very uh, short span of attention and also there's a crucial thing again when it comes to content you have to uh, make sure that you are providing a uh, useful um, data and information reason is because these generations are less loyal to brands so let's say it's not like if we were in the 70s and the 80s and you are in the us and you want to join marriott loyalty club most of the times those people stuck with that brand nowadays is no longer like that mm -hmm. yeah yeah i know about loyalty yeah i know <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to create this loyal feeling but uh you mentioned about uh short attention i i love it you know, because, uh, you know, uh, I found that uh, when companies create content in business niche, um, I mean, like, uh, to uh, not entertainment, and we can uh, relate to uh, hospitality as well, they often create boring content, you know. Yes. Uh, and, uh, for example, <laughs> uh, I check out data. Yeah, uh, for example, on YouTube, people, 80% uh, of users skip watching videos in the first 20 seconds. It's the average data. Uh, the same issue we have on TikTok, on website content, plus 50% bounce fast. So uh, it's important to uh, create non-boring content and catch their attention. Can you tell how to do it? You know, how to catch attention, how to hook your users uh, and retain them until the end? Yes, yeah, so let's say um, nowadays videos are very popular and there's a reason why, because they are fast, they're engaging, um, you can either hear it or you can read it, you can watch it even without, uh, you know, without any sound and as long as there are captions. 
So for instance, in videos, uh, both versions, long and short, are important. So I'm not saying you have to go only for 30 seconds because sometimes it's not possible. And both of them help. The important thing is that uh, you try to disclose and, and hook the attention uh, at least in the first, as you said, 10 seconds, six seconds, you know, let's say. And also the title will have, let's say, um, titles like how to travel cheaper in South America, whatever, or how to enhance the visibility of your property. Six uh, steps of these type of titles help and hook the attention of the of the of the watchers and the users um, on the other side it has to be engaging it doesn't doesn't need to be ridiculous or something like that but uh, professional and engaging in that sense even if you have somebody who can of course edit your videos that would be important also the thumbnail of the video it's crucial because that is something that will um, help the user decide whether he's going to watch it or not and when it comes, for instance, on for text, you know, these long, boring, super dense texts, it's like, okay, I'm overwhelmed. I'm not going to read it for sure, even if it's the last thing I do today. Uh, so what I suggest is try to divide the, uh, the topic and the content in different paragraphs. Try to use um, subtitles, icons, everything that can ease the readiness of your, uh, readiness of your text. Definitely. And if you can implement with photos, pictures, even better. And also, uh, there is this trend nowadays to um, iconize some top, some some topics that you are covering. For instance, uh, try to have a small agenda at the beginning of the article that you're publishing so people can select and get redirected exactly to the topic that they are looking for, to the answer that they're looking for, instead of having to read the whole article that's something also that's very helpful yeah nice nice okay stefania uh, let's talk about link building you know how to earn this authoritative links and um, yeah uh, i think like many years ago uh, i didn't know any strategy uh, just to buy more backlinks that my competitors had <laughs> and that worked well but penguin google filter uh, in april 20 12 change all my approaches you know when i lost all my traffic you know in one day uh everything uh was dropped then uh, of course i started to learn about white hat seo uh, and i found that today white hat seo many experts you know they pay attention to specific direction for example someone is good with guest posting someone with pr uh broken link building uh what about hospitality what kind of links do you usually uh, earn and your methods of uh, getting these backlinks. Yes, one good strategy could be, for instance, to partner with partners who you are already working with. For instance, you are a hotel owner and you have um, free shuttle service to the airport. This shuttle service might be um, offered by a third party vendor and they might have a website also. So if that website is properly and um, created and you see that there is added value in that website and that it's authoritative for you and it's trust, trustable, that those are the first partnership and connections that you can create within your own sort of environment uh, of business environment. So let's say you can have, it's important to have in, inbound links 
from qualitative and authoritative websites. And you can start from there and then building uh, on extra type of relationship. As you mentioned, you know, so guest posting or PR. But then again, I would start from the foundations, from what you already have around and then build up on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. Love it, love it. Okay, Stefania, let's talk about something that I often do. You know, in my <laughs> life, I made a lot of mistakes. I keep doing them, you know, but I don't know how to learn something new without doing mistakes because I usually start from best practices, generic strategies, then I fail a few times, many times, and can find what actually will work, uh, change the strategy, adapt to challenges. Can you tell about common mistakes that webmasters still do in hospitality niche and your tips how to overcome them? Yes, yeah, so uh, the most common mistakes in uh, hospitality is, as I mentioned, neglecting local SEO. So, uh, of course, my, Google My Business has changed a bit uh, lately, but um, it is crucial to have at least that part completely reliable and up to date. And the reason why, because you might be missing opportunities of appearing in, in those type of searches, it's important not only to be visible for local searches, but also to respond to people because there is also the Q&A um, section there. So sometimes properties completely forget about that. Then uh, another another common thing is, of course, the lacking of unique, relevant content. So it's not just about saying we have double rooms, triple rooms. These are the pictures and great restaurant. It's about creating added value content. So, for instance, you can create how to get here guide or a local guide on events, anything that can really enhance your content strategy. Uh, another thing is ignoring mobile optimization. So you see these websites that are potentially optimized for mobile, but still they have a very low UX, which then uh, UX stands for user experience, sorry for the jargon, and which can lead to higher bounce rate. Bounce rate, it means that uh, the person that visits your website, rather whether it's on mobile or on desktop, will just leave the website very, very fast and very soon because it's not an, an effective experience. Uh, then uh, another thing that started way back nowadays, it's online reviews, ignoring them, not managing them at all. It is crucial nowadays. I, I'm not sure about you, Natalia, but I check reviews everywhere. <laughs> it's not because I'm picky, but because I don't know the place, for instance, and I want to feel reassured. So. It is crucial in the decision-making process nowadays for anything, any kind of business. Uh, my advice is to uh, respond promptly, professionally, even specifically to negative uh, reviews. I tend to value a lot when property or business owners reply in a professional way to negative reviews. And also replying to negative reviews means that you care about the feedback, you know, and that you're trying to do your best. There will always be negative feedbacks regardless. Nobody's perfect. Any company in the world, any person. So don't get overwhelmed by that, but try to build uh, your next steps on that. And then uh, last thing, it's overlooking a low, um, technical SEO. Sorry. Uh, technical SEO, it's a bit 
boring for some people, uh, but it's essential. It's the foundation of your website and the user experience and therefore the potential uh, purchase of the client. So if you have slow pages that take ages to load, uh, broken links, you know, those 404, <laughs> duplicate content and improper also URL structure, that all leads to a poor experience, uh, a poor uh, engagement with the customer or potential user. And therefore, also, if you're doing paid advertising, you're going to pay more. So it's all yeah. linked. Yeah, let's talk about reviews. You mentioned reviews. I think you are not alone who check out reviews. I do it. And 95% of customers check out reviews because, yeah, who wants to buy uh, poor quality product? Yeah, especially in hospitality, it's very important. And can you tell about negative reviews? How to respond in the right way? Because uh, I check out a study that 30% of people can change their negative review to positive one if you decide their problems, if you can help them, if you understand what kind of uh, negative experience they got to help them. So any tips about that? Yes. So as I said, negative reviews can be an opportunity. I wouldn't trust a business or a place that has no negative reviews. I mean, this is not a real world. Um, so first of all, what I would suggest, if you are a bit uh, touched, uh, negatively touched by this review, take your time, take a walk, deep breath, because of course <laughs> you might respond in the, in the highest of the moment and you might feel you go bad about it. So I would suggest take your time and then once you have cooled down, uh, make sure to understand what was the issue with it the need that wasn't attended by this user and try to address it. First of all, always thank for the review that they left. Um, try to either respond to their need or try to find them the solution for a potential next day. Or if you also have the opportunity, try to engage with that person, even personally, you know, ask them for their emails so your uh, guest relation team can contact them and offer them, for, for instance, a discount or potentially, you know, a free stay. That is up to you according to your costs. But the important thing is that you touch base with these people to make sure that they are being heard and that will elevate your brand reputation for sure, regardless whether they are coming or not, especially if the, your reply is public because maybe it won't affect that direct customer, but the next customer that is reading reviews in order to decide whether he's going to stay at your property or not will definitely appreciate the way that you are replying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. By the way, yeah, uh, I remember that uh, customers usually trust uh, companies that have reviews uh, from 3.5 to 4.5. So if you have more than 4.5, probably customers won't trust your uh, products uh, because yeah it's that's normal to have negative reviews you can't satisfy anyone and uh, but uh, uh, yeah and once uh, I remember one website that uh, asked me to check out content I analyzed and, and I found that this website has four thousand five star reviews without even one Negative oh, review. I, I, oh, okay. <laughs> I told him, 
you think it's real? I can feel it's real. You know, customers don't believe such reviews. Just, yeah, remove them, you know. Be specific, it's better. Ooh. I remember Bill Gates said about negative reviews that it's the biggest set of data. When you have negative reviews, you can sure. learn how to improve your products, how to update, how to provide much better results. And um, for example, when I created my SEO course with Lily Ray, Rand Fishkin, uh, uh, sorry, not Rand Fishkin, Mike Phillips, Jeff Coyle, Chelsea Alves, many other great experts. Um, and um, uh, I got uh, the review. My first review was one score. <laughs> uh, after launching this course in uh, 15 minutes, I got uh, one score review uh, from guy who can learn uh, 18 hours of content, read plus 50 articles from the best experts. I don't know who can know better than Lily Ray about EEA. Yeah. Uh, from Jeff Coyle about advanced strategy uh, by considering AI. And uh, I submitted the request to Udemy. Uh, what kind of review is it? And uh, Udemy removed this review. But uh, so sometimes you can get fake reviews. But if it's real, that's okay. Yeah, okay, it's real, it's uh, honest, and just learn from that, and yeah, go ahead. Stefania, my next question about you, about your experience. You know, I found that I usually get great results uh, with clients who understand SEO. If they don't, I usually tell them, take my course. It costs $10, $20, you know, just learn from the best. Uh, go to YouTube go to uh, google find other courses just learn get the basic how it works then we can cooperate like a cohesive team we can get much higher results but if you don't understand why we need to create high quality content how to learn your customers how to uh, earn uh, authoritative relevant backlinks it's hard it's really hard to get results Let's imagine you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. Forget about SEMrush experience, about Google experience. Just the first day in SEO. What will you do today to learn more about SEO? So first of all, thank God we have Google out there uh, or any other search engine that you like. It's fine. Uh, I would definitely, you know, search who, what is SEO in general. And then uh, there is a very nice query that you can type. It's uh, free courses SEO. If you don't know what it is, if you're not willing to already invest in, uh, in training, it's fine. There are plenty of readings and free courses out there as long as you start at some point. You know, the important thing is to start and then you can always elevate because if you're thinking it's uh, investing in yourself, but mostly investing in your business. So if it was me, I would start this way. And that's how I started, you know, back in the days, you would find some forums, some th hidden things about SEO and uh, try to, even if you know, for instance, more than one language is your, not your native language, try to read about the topic, even in other languages. So you might find more content online in that language rather than yours. And that is super enriching. So definitely I would start from there. Nowadays, you also have YouTube if you are not willing to read because there are lazy people there. <laughs> Sometimes I'm one of those. No, just joking. Some people learn differently. So perhaps a video will work better with you or search social media. There are so many resources out there that it's impossible not to gain any sort of basic knowledge. Mm -hmm. 
By the way, I spoke with uh, Ferry Kazoni. I asked him about his loving way of learning about PR. Uh, and he told me YouTube. He watches a lot of YouTube videos. And uh, uh, yeah, he spoke on Google conference because CEO of Google asked him to share insights about PR. So yeah, uh, today his company is uh, ha yeah, has great positions uh, in PR. Uh, and he told me YouTube. Uh, you know, I think it's better. I, I completely agree with you. You need to find your live format. It doesn't matter. YouTube, podcasts, yes. uh, blog posts. I love reading books. It's my format. I know Gary Vee, for example, uh, loves uh, reading comments. He learns human psychology by reading comments, a lot of comments. That's okay. You can. Um, it's better to have your format because you can burn out. If you yes. suffer from formats that you hate, you can give up fast. You don't understand. Uh, it's not a good way. It's like my son, you know, he hates his school, but I don't know how to decide this issue, <laughs> really. <laughs> he, yeah, he told me that this format is not good. Of course, probably it's obsolete, but yeah, uh, if you are not in school, you can find your Latin format, you know, and uh, Stefania, yeah, <laughs> Stefania, can you tell about practice, you know, for example, once uh, I got uh, the request from my listener who told me, um, if I listen all your podcast episodes, can I become a great marketer? I replied, no, you can't. It, it, it doesn't mean, you know, you can learn everything, but if you do nothing, you get nothing. And overlearning hurts practice, uh, doing something. Uh, because we have this short memory, we can forget about new stuff. For a few days i can forget for a few hours just tell me I, I, will, I will forget but you know when you make your hands dirty when you practice you can get real results so can you tell your balance between learning and practice so there has to be a, a constant learning again because especially in this field because everything is constantly changing upgrading you know new things come into ai machine learning Google is constantly <laughs> releasing updates, so it can be overwhelming, but of course you cannot know everything. That's why you have to have dedicate your amount of time to stay abreast, you know, whether it's a newsletter or something that you can further deep dive uh, afterwards. And then, um, of course, if you are not already in the industry, there are plenty of voluntary works that you can do to start off so for instance you want to have a career in this field and you don't know how to start and you sell yourself at a company as an employee you can start doing volunteering you know there are many um, businesses that need these are uh, this type of consultation and then once you start gaining more experience you start promoting yourself to companies either as a consultant or either as an employee, you can build up on that. But definitely, I would say a mix of the two, not excluding one or. Uh, I would, I'm sure that even the biggest ones, Lily Ray, everyone stays abreast, continues publishing and uh, reads what is happening in the industry. So it's not because they are great, they, they just, you know, don't uh, learn anymore. It's a constant mm -hmm. process. Yeah, and I have final question. Uh, to you uh, because you mentioned about AI. I think it's hard to ignore AI today. That was simple yesterday. 
hard today, impossible tomorrow. <laughs> and um, Jeff Coel told me uh, that in the future we will have three companies. Three companies. Uh, the first company will develop AI. The second company will implement AI, and the third company will be obsolete. So <laughs> let's talk about AI. Uh, what kind of future you can predict in AI and how we can relate AI with ACO? Yes, so AI machine learning will always have an incremental uh, role in, uh, in this field. So <clears throat> what does it mean? Uh, it doesn't mean that people will be replaced at all, as I, I still believe that the human interaction and, uh, and uh, approach is still relevant. But you can use AI or machine learning to gain extra insights, to automate processes, to improve SEO strategies. So that has to be like your magic wand for you to help out uh, anytime you want to see your strategy, you want to have something a little bit more automated and less operational, that can be very helpful with an AI. Uh, also, we have to think about um, the future trends of SEO in general that might include uh, voice searches and that also comprehends AI because without AI machine learning, there wouldn't be voice recognition. Now, I'm not a sound or a, a voice engineer, but I can pretty much get that, you know. So that is something that is going to stay and remain. We, we shouldn't be afraid um, because there has been a lot of fuss going on about AI, people, you know, scared about losing their job. But it's just an extra complimentary thing that you do uh, adds and eases your work. Uh, it's like, I would say, I don't know, um, uh, internet today, you know, maybe 40 years ago has been seen like something super disruptive, our world is going to end and our relationship are going to end. But nowadays there is the good and the bad. If you're using proper, use it properly, it just benefits. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Stefania, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. I enjoy our conversation. That was fun, valuable. Uh, let us know how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Yes, sure. So first thing first, you can always uh, reach me out on LinkedIn. Um, I've shared the link. I'm not sure if it's visible. Otherwise, you can search uh, search about me uh, with this name that you see displayed. Definitely, and uh, we can stay in touch there because I try to post as much as I can specifically in this vertical. Nice, nice. Guys, you can find the link to LinkedIn account to Stefania Rotelis de Trani Seychel. Uh, I hope I pronounce well. <laughs> Sorry for it's my fine, it's fine. No worries. Yeah, uh, if you can't type all this name, you can find the link in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for the time. Love it. Welcome back anytime to share more valuable insights because we love value. My audience loves value. And yeah, we are going to follow you to learn more about uh, SEO. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon.
on other valuable audio podcasts.